0: And a righteous rage and don't be afraid to say what you see for KBLA Talk 1580. We are indeed um, and delighted to have you along with us in uh, this hour. Um, in this hour, the remarkable life of Kim Carter as told on screen by Jennifer Hudson and Taraji P. Henson. Kim Carter joins us right now. Kim Carter, how are you today?
1: I'm good, brother. How are you doing?
0: If I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I am doing remarkably well, and I'm delighted to be in conversation with you for these 30 minutes uh, in the last uh, part of our show today. Um, let me just give you the opportunity to answer this question. I could do it, uh, but I, I, will, I, I want the audience to hear from you. Um, who is Kim Carter and why is her life so remarkable that Jennifer Hudson and Taraji P. Henson wanted to put it on screen?
1: Well, first of all, I just want to say thanks for having me on your show. Um, I admire you for so long, so I really feel delighted to be here. Thank you. And I would just say that I would like to just give, you know, all honor to God because if I tell you, brother, that I was one of those ones who was at was defeated, like, you know, mentally at zero. Um, homelessness, drug addiction, incarceration and the sum total of my life was zero. But for the grace of God, mm. I received a hand up and not a hand out. And when I got that hand up, brother, my eyes opened up and I could just see how much, um, I would say, oppression, uh, distraction, and um, basically poverty and all the things that systematically design people to be zeros, I saw how all that played a part in my life, and I thought, wow, where was the safety net? Where was the the information I needed that when I did want to change, where could I change at? And when I saw that, I became, you know, invoked to take responsibility not only for my life, but to help other women learn they can actually change their lives as well. So, I started Time for Change Foundation, you know, and I did it unapologetically. Like I did it without letting people look at me and say, oh, well, she's been incarcerated. I was like, okay. So was Walter the king. Mm-hmm. Oh, what well, she's been homelessness like you know being without a house is basically a problem of capitalism because there's more people that need housing and the lack of housing that's available to us is not because we're not able to build it's because we are bound by policies that say you can't build here or you can't build for these folks and so mm-hmm. I just start seeing what I can do to make a difference. So I went from you know being homeless to building affordable housing. I went from breaking laws to actually making laws and becoming a policymaker myself and so. I think it's the it's the fact that I just wasn't going to give up, brother. I just was not going to stay relegated to homelessness and watching life go by as if, you know, I really wanted to just be out there. You know, I wanted to change. I just need a place to change that.
0: Yeah. There's a reason why Kim Carter uh, became a CNN hero. You know, this... Um Wonderful program that CNN does every year where they recognize persons around the country who have succeeded against all kinds of odds and who are engaged in work and witness that is empowering to all the rest of us. She is a CNN hero. Uh, But again, beyond that, her story is so amazing and you've gotten a sense of it just in her one response. That Jennifer Hudson and Taraji P. Henson wanted to put this on screen, and they have. Um, Kim, let me, let me ask whether or not, and, I don't, and I'm, I'm always, always a fan of these sorts of phrases, but I think you'll take my point. Let me ask whether or not, given what you just told us about your backstory, whether you were born on the wrong side of the tracks or whether something happened that put you on the wrong track.
1: Well, I like to say a combination of both. Mm-hmm. First of all, who laid? First of all, let's look at who laid the tracks, right? Mm-hmm. So what the tracks laid for me to be on the right or the wrong side, and why are there different between tracks? And we again, we go back to the system that created a divide to begin with. So I was born on uh, the side of the tracks that was not heavily, highly favored. Just put it like that, mm-hmm. right? And then the other part of that is, you know, my child care provider was a pedophile. So by the time I was five years old, I'd already been uh, sexually assaulted. And as a as a result of that, the inside my 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 internal was damaged, and my uh, my ability to feel good about myself as a young girl was already smashed. And so as I traveled into, you know, my teenage years, I was always looking for the validation that, you know, I didn't receive being from a single mom. And, you know, it just snowballed. And, again, being in those on that side of the tracks where it's heavily populated with drug activity, crime activity, poverty, and violence, that was all I witnessed. So I just grew up in that.
0: hmm now I was I was just discussing earlier in the program today with one of our guests and, I, and having a discussion I should say and I, I I used a phrase that I've often used which I believe that we are who we are because somebody loved us we are who we are because somebody loved us that someone might not be your mom or your daddy it might not be your biological uh, parents but we are who we are because somebody loved us and I was reading some comments during the break and somebody responded Tabitha you're correct about that but there are those of us who are are not who we could have been because somebody did not love us uh and um i i hadn't considered the other side of that equation until i saw that message and and that is true um what say you about that latter part kim that um when young when, when when black babies don't get the the love the the attention and the protection that they need They end up oftentimes having troubled childhoods. They end up using drugs. They end up incarcerated. They end up homeless. All of those stages are things that you had to endure in part because there wasn't somebody loving you and looking out for you.
1: Well, you know, I'm going to act like Tina Turner and say what love got to do with it, Mm. because when you're born into an environment and there's conditions, right, and so, you know, if you have a single mom who has children and she's trying to access resources and services that are basically designed to keep you in everlasting poverty, and then you're put into positions where you're not really making choices, you're making do, right? Mm -hmm. if you around and see how you're making do. You're making do with what's available. I like to use this word called access. The access means the ability to see, touch, and feel. So if I don't have access to what I need, whether it's health, whether it's childcare, whether it's proper food on the table, then I can't really do the best I could do if I had access. And so, you know, I like to say the love, first of all, the love comes from within, but when we was born when we was born, we came into this world, there was somebody hugging on us, kissing on us, you know, squeezing us tight. If I walk around the community today and I see people laying on the ground, literally sleeping in the middle of the sidewalk, sleeping in doorways. I remember when that person was born, there was people there hugging on them, mm. kissing on them and loving on them. So what does love have to do with that when you're in born into an environment that doesn't afford you opportunity and equal access to what you need to thrive? All communities need certain things to thrive. To thrive. And I say that, food. I say green spaces for parks. I say definitely access to summer jobs for you. I say access to health care, not sick care, but health care. Mm. Some of us grew up going to the doctor and we were sick. We never went just for well-child visits because we didn't have the luxury of that because we have parents who didn't want to miss work because they didn't actually have sick pay. So there's a lot of conditions that go into that. But I would say that deep down inside of me, the little girl that was abused, she really wanted to live. And it's her voice that rose up, and decided to allow me to walk into what I call my own brand of dignity. So when CNN came with the CNN heroes, it was 50,000 nominations in eight different countries, and I made the top 10. And I was sitting there with what I would call my peers, and these were people who I said, oh, my God, they're doing amazing work. I never saw myself as doing amazing work. I knew I was doing the work. I knew Mm -hmm. I was doing a good work because I could see lives transform, but I never saw the bigger impact of it because I was so busy doing it, and even to this day, If I'm on the stage not getting an award, people are going to always know that I'm Kim Carter, formerly incarcerated, homeless, and all that. And then we could talk about the other accolades, Ebony Power 100, you know, uh, Unsung Hero, KCEG. Like, there's a list that goes on Mm -hmm. of accolades. But who am I at the core of who my being is? I'm a little girl that didn't want to give up.
0: Mm. Um, I want to talk about your Time for Change Foundation when we come forward. But to your point about being that little girl that didn't want to give up, how did you pull yourself up out of this um situation, these circumstances that you found yourself in? How did you, how, how did you pull out?
1: Well, I had access to a treatment program. So I was actually able to go to a treatment program while I had therapy. It allowed me to know that I was not what had happened to me mm. and that all the numerous times that I had you know, got out of prison and was supposed to be doing reentry and I was denied housing and denied jobs, that those things were not because of me, but those was because of systematic barriers that had been put in place that would continue to recycle me into institutions like a barcode, like a product, and not really support me and my well-being. So, when I, again, like I said, when I became woke and conscious. But I had to go and get an understanding of what had happened to me. And I had to see why was I having those feelings. And I'm telling you, once those feelings were processed, and I was able to get woke. I was able to walk into what I call the Women's Policy Institute. And I learned about laws and systems. Like who decides the, the building and the land? Who decides what's goes what goes where? Why is our community oversaturated with with a bunch of laundry mats and, and check cats and places and other communities got green parks and sports and like like who decides what? Mm-hmm. Like who decides what goes on what side of that track? And that is all a dictatorship. It comes from a system that did not want to see us prosper as a people. So not only did I create time for change foundation for women wish to change their life, we also created another entity that is being developed right now. And it's called the Bebop, Black and Brown Opportunities for Profit Center. And we're proud of this 10,000 square foot that's being developed into a high-tech area for women of color, black and brown women, to be able to come in and create their own businesses. See, somebody told us in school how to be the best employee, but people didn't teach about how to be a boss. But we want to have some bosses around here so we can have some employees and we can be in control of our own finances.
0: Kim Carter is a boss, (laughs) and so uh, CNN (laughs) CNN understands that, and that's why she's a CNN hero. But so does Jennifer Hudson and Taraji P. Henson, and they wanted – uh, once they uh, came into the awareness of who she is to put her story on screen, uh, it's a remarkable story, uh, of, as she said, of a little girl who did not want to give up. We'll continue our conversation with Kim Carter when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Be sure to like and follow Tavis Smiley at The Real Tavis Smiley. And get Twitter updates at Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues when we come forward. forward.
1: Malik Books I'm Malik from Malik Books Your community bookstore specializing in African American books And gifts full of culture diversity The total African American experience That brings the world together MalikBooks.com Your place to shop for books MalikBooks.com Malik Books
0: is what you need conversations that matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Kim Carter, I am so turned on um, by this ten 10,000 uh, 10, square foot tech space that you are developing for these black women. Tell me a bit more about that, please.
1: Okay, so you know, after um, George Floyd and all the emotions that, you know, were consuming and then looking at the pandemic and realizing that the most essential worker was my black and brown sisters, right, with these um, jobs that basically needed uh, them to continue working despite, you know, a daily pandemic. And I'll say, well, no, we're not going to go back to the way things was. Like, when the pandemic was ending, we're not going back to business as usual. Everybody know about disparities and inequities and people want to come on board now with the equity, and inclusion. I'm like, well, what was you before the pandemic? Was mm-hmm. you not the first of five? Did you not understand equitable practices? Was you not inclusive? So the only way for us to really move forward is to create something, an economy that works for us. So I got 10 of the smartest women that I know, and we came together, and we brainstormed. What will it take for us to have an economy that works for us? How do we recreate what was happening in Tulsa, Oklahoma with Black Wall Street? How do we get to a place where we can build actual generational wealth for black and brown women? And we decided what we needed and we created a blueprint and then god in his infinite wisdom gave me the space where i need in order to develop this space so it's happening right here in the city of san bernardino and we're 95 percent done and we decided to bring culture into the facility because it speaks to us in our heritage so if anybody asks me about anybody else i'm asked don't ask me ask them I'm talking about black and brown women, It's specifically, all day long, unapologetically. And so this is the space where you're going to see, you know, Madam T.J. Walker come to life when you walk in. You're going to see a lot of brilliant black and brown uh, entrepreneur women who have already paved the way, and we're going to lift up what's possible. $372 billion transferred through the internet last year on Wi-Fi. There's no reason why black and brown women cannot have what they need in order to access some of that capital. And then we can start talking about what's going on in the community because we can actually buy the spaces and the places that we need. Then we can talk about what's going on in the schools because we can actually start funding when we want our children to learn. We have to get less reliant on a system that does not respect us or appreciate us and and become more reliant on self. Kim so that's Car- what the Bebop
0: is for. Kim Carter got it going on in San Bernardino. And I ain't <laughs> mad at her, man. She, she is getting, she's putting in some work. As I said, she is a boss. And she's putting in some work in San Bernardino. It's no wonder that CNN and everybody else is acknowledging the work that she's doing on behalf of black women, brown women everywhere. In our remaining moments with Kim Carter, when we come forward, I want to ask her what it felt like to have Jennifer Hudson, j Hudd and Taraji P. Henson reach out to put her story on screen. I want to ask about the Time for Change Foundation, and I want to close by asking her, uh, given all that she has in doing, what it feels like getting up every day and engaging a work and a witness that is transforming the lives, as Sly Stone might say, of everyday people. Our remaining moments with Kim Carter when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where we'll we turn red lights to green lights and keep it moving. Malika. I'm Malik from Malik Books, your
1: community bookstore. Specializing in African-American books and gifts full of culture diversity. The total African American experience that brings the world together. MalikBooks.com, your place to shop for books. MalikBooks.com. Malik Books is what you need.
0: Interrogating your assumptions inventory of ideas. Let's get back to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. I've only got about three minutes left in conversation with our esteemed guest in this hour, Kim Carter. Let me ask a few questions in those three minutes. Number one, Kim, how's it feel when uh, Jay Hud and Taraji P. Henson want to put your story on screen?
1: Well, first of all, let me just say I was totally uh, honored. And uh, Jennifer Hudson, Taraji P. Henson are both amazing human sisters, human beings, but they're sisters that are so authentic and so real, you know, as you might know, I was just on the Jennifer Hudson show, October the 6th. I was able to talk about the new book I wrote called waking up to my purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's also available from the Jennifer Hudson shows website, but it was just amazing. It was surreal. I had to get my husband and my, you know, and my getting this over with the first day so I can go ahead and like, you know, and get back to business and actually help them um, to do this, a uh, short film. And so I was just really honored, you know, and the other part of that is, um, Time for Change Foundation, just let me let your listeners know. Sure. If you like anything you hear about Time for Change Foundation, our number is 909-886-2994. We have helped over 1,500 women reach self-sufficiency. We've helped over 317 children from foster care where you not back with their moms from foster care. And the other part about Time for Change Foundation is a place where you get to come and create a life that you can love. So regardless of your background, homelessness, incarceration, domestic violence, when you're ready to change, we're here for you. Our website is www.timeforchangefoundation.org. Again, that's timeforchangefoundation.org. You want to know about the bebop? you can go on our website, and we will be having... A grand opening coming up here soon. And I would love, Mr. Tabitha Molly, if you could come be a part of that.
0: You send me the invitation. And uh, if I'm not on the air, i give you my word on the air right now. I'm going to come. I'm going to come to San Bernardino uh, and I- share in that celebration with you. When you open, when you all cut the ribbon for this uh, center for these black and brown women, I will promise you, I will come to San Bernardino as long as I'm not on the air. So send me the information. And we'll make that happen. Let me close with this. Um, Given all that you've been through in these last 90 seconds, how does it feel waking up every day, engaging in a work and a witness that is helping black women and brown women to have access uh, to the things they need that can help transform their lives?
1: You know, I feel feel really good that, my lifetime to be worth something and not nothing. So, you know, I, I feel good that my grandkids can look at me and they can see uh, Nana is okay. I feel good that my daughter, who, you know, I wasn't able to be there for her when she was younger, but I was able to come back and come back real strong, can look at me and be proud of her mother. I, I just feel really good. I feel good in my skin. I feel good to be a black woman in America today. Mm. Today. Right. And I'm gonna walk around with that feeling good all day long. Because at the end of the day I know I get to manifest and create that which I wanna see, that which I believe, that which I can achieve. And I just walk around in that and knowing that because God who prince is me.
0: If that don't give you a shot in the arm to close our show, I don't know what will. Uh, (laughs) You can't close the show better than that. Uh, Her name is Kim Carter. Uh, She gave you all the websites, all the phone numbers, but it's Time for Change Foundation. Look it up. Time for Change Foundation. Doing some great work out in San Bernardino, California. Uh, CNN recognizes her as a CNN hero. And Jay Hood and Taraji putting her story on the small screen. I, 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 I love it. I love the story. I love her work. Kim, good to have you on. Happy holidays. And I'll talk to you soon. You stay strong.
1: All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate
0: you. All the best to you. I appreciate you and love you back. That's our show for today. Tune in tomorrow morning, Lord willing. 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time for another episode of Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Time now for the KBLA Midday Money Chain. Up next, the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson. After that, ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts who celebrates her 100th show this Friday. I just reading that last night on my notes on my desk. Congratulations to Naja uh, with the uh, crypto show every day at 1 p.m. Thanks for tuning in and as always, keep the faith. Malik books. I'm Malik from Malik Books, your community bookstore
1: specializing in African American books and gifts full of culture diversity. The total African American experience that brings the world together. MalikBooks.com your place to shop for books. MalikBooks.com Malik Books is what you need